The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's happening this week on your favorite soap opera? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. It is Friday, September 21st, and this is our last show of the summer of 2012. I'm glad that you guys aren't out there hitting the beaches one last time and that you've stayed in and joined us for this week and our discussion about anything and everything soap. This week's show may be a little more somber than our other shows, but at the same time, it's also meant to be a celebration. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Coming up later in the hour, we'll be marking the anniversary of the airing of the final broadcast of All My Children As the World Turns and Guiding Light. It's been one, two, and three years, respectively, since those beloved programs went off the air, and we're going to do our part by commemorating the final airings and talking about how fans have gotten along since those shows went off the air. Also, later in the hour, you never know quite who's listening to Soap Central Live and who might drop by unexpectedly. That's the case this week, as Days of Our Lives' Eric Martsoff will be here to talk about tonight's premiere of Scandal Crest. You'll remember we talked about that last week a little bit, and... First up, though, earlier this week, the soap world learned of the passing of John Ingle. John is best known to soap fans as General Hospital's Edward Quartermain, but he also appeared for a couple of years on Days of Our Lives as Mickey Horton. John lost his battle with cancer at the age of 84, but before he left us, he gave fans an amazing gift by allowing us to see him one last time in a touching scene that aired earlier this month on General Hospital. So in this special segment today, we're giving you the chance to call in and share your favorite John Ingle moments, your favorite memories of Edward, or, of course, for Days fans, as Mickey. You can call in and talk to us on air at 866-472-5788. It's a toll-free number, and again, it's 866-472-5788. We'd certainly love to hear from you. And if you're not able to call in, you can also be part of the tribute by tweeting us at Soap Central Live. I'll be posting show updates here throughout the show and reading as many of your tweets as possible right here on the show. First, just a little bit of information about John Ingle. John Ingle was born on May 7, 1928 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. His family moved throughout the Midwest before they eventually settled in California. Now, John's pursuits to go into acting began at a really early age. In fact, he was in elementary school. He eventually took up theater and journalism in college. He received his theater degree in 1950 and his teaching credentials the following year. In 1951, John met Grace Lynn Martin, who was an accomplished singer and actress, and the couple was married in 1954. Sadly, Grace Lynn passed away earlier this year. The Ingalls are survived by five daughters, nine grandchildren, and three great-grandchildren. In a statement on Facebook, Ingalls' family posted, You will forever hold a special place in the deepest corners of our hearts. You were joy, light, and love, goodness at its very best. For the rest of our days, we will all do our best to continue to make you proud. Rest in peace and continue to spread your generous spirit in the heavens above. As is usually the case, when a loved one passes away, friends and family gather together, and that's what's happening today. One of our favorite SoapCentral.com Two Scoops columnist, Tammy Lou, has come out of a retirement, I suppose, and she's here to share her love with John Engel. Tammy Lou, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Much, Dan. I'm I'm really glad to be here, and I'm honored to be part of the. Hi, Tammy. Welcome John back to Soap Central Day. Live. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm wonderful. It's great to have you back on the show. Unfortunately, of course, it's so sad that it's under this this circumstance. So let's let's talk about some of your favorite memories of John Engel. I was thinking about today 
different relationships of his on the show that I really loved. I loved Edward Quartermain's relationship with Emily Quartermain in the past and also his relationship with Brenda. And he had a, his character was kind of a combative, uh, underhanded, scheming kind of guy at times in the business world, but he had such a tender heart for the characters on this show, and particularly the younger ladies. <laughs> Maybe he was, you know, at a corner, he was a ladies' man. But I, I loved those tender moments that he had, and John Engel was so good at bringing both the tough part of Edward and the tender part of Edward to the screen that he was just an amazing performer and sad, very sad about his loss. It's funny that you mention uh, one of those relationships because we're going to be playing a special clip coming up a little bit later in the show that should definitely take fans way back, all the way back to the late 1990s. So let me, let's transpose a little bit. As I mentioned in the introduction, it was really sort of amazing. I guess it, it's selfish for fans to think this, but of all the things that could happen, John Engel fought for one last opportunity to be a part of General Hospital before he, he left us. And so many people were so moved by those scenes on General Hospital. In fact, John Engel was trending on Twitter the day of his final appearance on September 11th and also on the day of his passing. Are you surprised that he had such an impact on fans worldwide? I'm not, really, because that he, as himself, when he left the show briefly and was replaced, people were outraged, and they, they ended up bringing him back. He's beloved, and that particular scene was just so powerful. I mean... I'm so glad that he had the opportunity, and because of also one of the relationships Edward Quartermain had that I didn't mention was his relationship with Robin, and that he would take his own life and risk it for Robin's daughter. I mean, I don't know about you, but I bawled my eyes out. <laughs> 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 it was a very moving scene, and just people, a lot of people tweeted me, and a lot of people sent me messages via Facebook, too, just like writing about that scene, that it was so powerful. And I'm glad, and I hope that he saw some of that reaction. I hope that he... You know, somebody told him, you know, hey, Dad, did you know that all these people are talking about you today? I hope that he was still in a, a place with his physical health that he was able to know that people loved that scene. Uh, I think so. And uh, Jackie Zeman, who, of course, played Bobby on General Hospital, is trying to call in for today's show. She, unfortunately, is traveling and isn't sure if she's going to be able to, to find a spot where she can call in. But she sort of echoed what you had to say. And she said that, uh, how wonderful that you're doing a tribute to John. This would have made him very happy, and I believe that his spirit will appreciate and enjoy your show. So I have, to, I have to absolutely think that, that you're right, that regardless of, of what was going on, I'm sure that that outpouring of love was felt uh, no matter where he was at, at the time in, in California at his home. So I think that that's important. And I, I also think, too, of all the people that worked with him over the years, I'm sure we're mourning him as a as a character that we loved on a show, but I think about the people that day in and day out over the years have gone up, got up and gone to work with him, you know, uh, people that are in the Quartermain family. <laughs> it's, you know, their, their TV father has died, but also someone who's probably a father figure to a lot of the actors on the show, too. So I, I just, my heart breaks for them as well. Well, absolutely. I mean, there were so many tribute tweets uh, that popped up shortly after the news of John's passing. And, uh, I mean, I can't remember so many so quickly. Of course, we'll, I'll be reading some of those, but there was something that I was thinking. I, I mentioned before feeling somewhat selfish that we got to see John one last time on General Hospital. But back in, oh, I, I forget exactly when it was. I guess it was the early 2000s when there were some contract problems and John left General Hospital and went to Days of Our Lives. It was such a horrible thing because there were so many fans who wanted him on GH. But one of the things that I was thinking about today as I was making the Twitter posts and posting on Facebook to tell fans about today's show is I'm actually kind of glad that he ended up leaving General Hospital because it gave fans of an entirely different soap the ability to get to know the the legend that is John Ingle and get to really right. experience what he was. So I think that at the time that was a, a big loss for General Hospital, but now sort of looking back as so many things do change when you look back, that actually turned out to be a blessing to be able to extend that audience and fan base. I'm certainly glad for him that he got the opportunity to be seen by a wider audience because he was so so gifted. But selfishly on the General Hospital side, the time that he was gone was the time when Anna Lee, who played his wife, Lila, yeah. passed away. And 
therefore he wasn't able to be part of her memorial service, and so they were not able to use that rich history of clips that they have of all those scenes of the two of them together, and I think that's what broke a lot of people's hearts that, you know, even if they could have let him come back for one episode, <laughs> you know, that would have been, you know, such a joy just to see him during that. And, you know, I'm glad now that, the, you know, the current writers of General Hospital are using a lot of legacy characters, so I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to kill Edward Quartermain off on the screen. I don't know if his character is going to die or if they're going to recast, but I hope if they do allow his character to pass away and do a memorial service that all of those people are part of the memorial and they show a lot of the old scenes. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that they are not going to recast the role. I don't... Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I, in some situations, there are characters that, even though Edward uh, was recast and since John Engel wasn't even the original Edward, it's just one of those things that you sort of are left with that in your mind. Now, yeah. we have someone else. I remember, gonna... I remember the pre-John Engel, Edward Quartermain, too. David Lewis, I believe, was his name, and he was also magnificent. But uh, John Engel certainly came in and made the role his own very quickly. What we're going to do is I'm going to uh, have you hold on for one second, Tammy. Sure. We have a, a caller from North Carolina, Kimberly, who wants to be a part and talk about John Engel. So, Kimberly, welcome to Soap Central Live. Kimberly, are you there? <laughs> uh, yes, I am. There you are. We wanted to welcome you to the show and allow you to talk a little bit about John Ingle and what Edward Quartermain meant to you. I I thought he was an ass, uh, awesome actor, but what I loved most about him was his relationship uh, on the show with uh, Tracy Quartermain. <laughs> uh, no matter what she did or you know how wrong you know, she was or whatever caper she got into. He was always there for her, and he still loved her in the end. And I, I just you. thought that was an awesome relationship between the two of them. And I I loved his relationship with uh, his uh, on-screen wife, uh, Lila. I, I just love that. I think one was, of the things, Kimberly, that everybody wants, when you mentioned the relationship that, uh, that Edward and, and Tracy had, is I think everybody wants someone like that in their life who will give them a hard time when they've done something wrong, but, of course, at the, at the end of the day, love them, even unconditionally. So I, I think that that's a big part of the, the draw of that character. Uh, yes, I, I do so I believe that as well. And uh, it's, it's just amazing to, uh, to see the, the relationship, how real, when you watch, when you watch uh, soaps. And, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, they're just, um, you know, something fun to watch, which they are. Which they are, but mm -hmm. sometimes they can be real to life, and and some people do have uh, someone like that. I know I do. I have someone in my life that's like that that will tell me like it is, <laughs> and, <laughs> well, uh, and watch yeah. over me at the same time. Well, I want to thank you, Kimberly, for telling us like it is and for sharing your thoughts about the passing of John Engel. Thank you so much for being a part of today's show. Uh, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. One of the things that I've noticed is that fans seem to like the fact that that there really was that level. I mean, you heard Kimberly say it in, in the last call, that you could have the, the sort of the crotchety patriarch of the family and also have someone who was caring and loving at the same time. And in the clip that, fingers crossed, we'll be able to play, <laughs> you had him on stage singing and dancing for part of the Nurses' Ball, which was, of course, an HIV-AIDS awareness uh, sort of campaign right. that ran on General Hospital for so long. So you don't really get to see that in a lot of characters. No, you don't. And I think, too, there's, there's villains on soap operas that have evil motivations, but Edward's motivations, when he was doing the underhanded things that Edward did, was always kind of based in love. He wanted the best for his family. He wanted his family business to succeed for the legacy of his grandchildren. He was doing bad things, but he was doing it for good reasons, so it made him a little softer than your average soap villain sort of person. We are we're waiting. For, we have a word that there is a, another caller who's going to be calling in in just a moment. They've just alerted me that they're going to call in and chat with us for just a little bit. I want to give you one last chance on some of the things to sort of focus on what would you like to see General Hospital do now as a tribute. Of course, you know, we talked a, a little bit earlier about whether or not they should recast or whether they shouldn't. If they choose to go the memorial route, is there anybody who you absolutely need to have come back to the show to be part of that? 
Well, even though it would have to be as a ghostly presence, I'd love to see Stuart Damon revive Alan Quartermain, even if he's there to welcome Edward into heaven. <laughs> you know, <laughs> even if uh, you know there's some way that they can bring him back, have him watching over the family. I would love to see, even if his hand around Tracy's shoulder as they're at their memorial service. I'd love to see him make an appearance. I don't know if that's possible or not. Um, there are just so many people, and and I really hope that they utilize the storyline they started in that last poignant scene, I hope that if they kill the character on screen, that they make the death related to the fact that he sacrificed himself for Emma. Well, let me, uh, I'm looking to see if we have our other columnist, Liz Masters, who is also a Two Scoops columnist, is going to be calling in and sharing some of her thoughts on the passing of John Engel with us as well. Uh, I'm looking at this and, you know, one of the things that I'm always... You know, I, I'm not sure quite how to how to say it, but you look at that John and Graceland were married for what, like 60, almost 60 years, and she passed away earlier this year, and now he's passed away as well. And you know, you hear that. So I was often. thinking the same thing, Dan. I I I know you're I know where you're going, and I was thinking the same thing. It's, they, uh, it was, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things that it, it's that love is so strong and so powerful, I think. Yeah, it's like you almost, I've seen this happen so many times, it's particularly with people that have been married for long stretches of time, that one person dies and the other one shortly follows. It's as if they really don't want to keep going without that other person there. That was the other half of their heart. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I'm, I'm reading some of the other tweets that have come through from fans say that General Hospital will never be the same, even though... Edward wasn't on as often as I would have wanted him to be now. And I, I'm thinking, you know, there's there's so much we make of, of just the final scene where it's just a a nuance, just a simple I love you. Right. And that speaks volumes to, to fans. You don't have to be on five days a week, uh, and, and that makes such a big difference. And, you know, it's ridiculous to say I never met the man in my life, but he almost feels like part of my family. And I was thinking the other day, I'm going to miss him at Thanksgiving, and I'm going to miss him at Christmas and all those special holidays that, that I shared in my living room with the Quartermains and all those times when you knew he would be there. And, you know, for many years now, he's been part of our lives, and, and it's almost like you've lost a relative. Well, Tammy Lou, I want to thank you so much for sure. coming back to the show, and I certainly also want to gently rib and nudge that you are always welcome to come back to the two scoops and share your thoughts on the show with fans and, of course, myself. I'm selfish. I'm being selfish all hour here, so that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm going to take you up on that because I have some really strong opinions about things right now. I think the show is in a, a great, healthy direction, and I would love to just keep some love on General Hospital. So if you will have me, I would be delighted to take you up on that. <laughs> well, thank you, and hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for the opportunity to talk about John. Absolutely. We are going to let Tammy Lou go, and we're going to bring in our other Two Scoops columnist, Liz Masters. Liz, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. How are you? I am fine. I'm so glad that you were able to join us. One of the things that I wanted to do with you in this segment is to focus on what do you think is next for the show? Tammy Lou was uh, sort of talking a little bit about who she'd like to see come back to the show or, or how they, she'd like to see them address the death of John Engel. What do you think is going to happen moving forward? Do you believe that Edward's uh, presence or lack of presence will be addressed by the character passing away? And if so, how is that going to impact so many of the people on the show? Well, um, we have Sean Kanan returning, and I do believe he's going to be coming back as AJ. And I've kind of heard rumblings that his storyline is actually, Edward is involved in his storyline. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, I think, you know, moving forward, I mean, I, I do believe that they're going to do a tribute show. He's not going to be recast. Um, so I think, um, you know, and... and Cartini is bringing a lot of people back yeah. from, from the past. So, really, it, it, it's an open sea right now. You know, who is going to come back? We don't know. We know Sean is coming back. Um, Jason's leaving. You know, uh, could they somehow incorporate that with Edward? Um, I, I don't know. I would hope that in all of this that they would somehow find a way to resolve where Robin is 
before they address John Ingalls' death, because I think, again, that's such an important part of the show's history. To have Kimberly McCullough back for whatever it is that they do, I think, is very important. Oh, I agree, especially since he more or less sacrificed his life for her daughter. I mean, you know, it would be a perfect opportunity for her to come up. But I don't know really if it will work right now because we have the whole mystery with Duke has Robin. And, you know, today on the show we found out Anna kind of has given up on searching for Robin. So, you know, there's a lot of storyline there that would have to kind of play out before Robin can actually come back. So um, ideally, yes, it would be wonderful to have Robin there. But, you know, um, I would like to see, you know, a ghost Emily, um, like Tammy Lou said, you know, uh, ghost Alan. It's so sad I have to say ghost people <laughs> because, you know, unfortunately, um, in the last decade, they killed off a lot of the Quartermains. Um, Justice, they did. You know, um, so it would be kind of, I, I would love to see, ideally, that where we see Alan and Emily and Justice all kind of together and they're, you know, welcoming Edward. Now, how can you do that with John Engel gone? Um, I don't know, I, you know, but I, they're, they're creative. They, I, I'm quite sure they can figure something up. Okay, let's get a chance to play the 1997 Nurses Ball clip, Together at Last, from the musical Annie. Take a listen, everybody. No, no, no. no I, I said I can't do this, and that's all there is to it. Can't back out now. You don't think so? You just watch me, little lady. Oh, stop grousing, Edward. You are not going to bail out on these children now. And that is final. I'm not going to go out there and make a public ass of myself. <laughs> that for me? That's for you. Thank you. Together at last. From 15 years ago on General Hospital, a nurse's ball, you heard John Ingle and Amber Tamblin there singing together at last from the musical Annie. 15 years ago, Liz, can you believe it? Wow. I was still a baby. I don't <sighs> think I was even, I would say I wasn't born yet, but the site is going on 18 years, so that's not entirely true. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, I was um, it is so. You know, that is one of the things I really do hope that they bring back is the nurses' ball because not only was it a wonderful way to see everybody's talent. I mean, you know, who knew John Ingle sang like that? That was wonderful. I mean, you know, you see the soap actors doing all this, you know, heavy material and stuff like that. It's nice to see them kind of step outside the box and show some of their other talents. Plus, it served a good purpose. I mean, it was for AIDS awareness. And, you know, I just think I would love for them to bring the nurses' ball back. I think really any general hospital fan would like to see that happen. We are almost out of time for this segment, Liz, but I want to give you an opportunity if there is a favorite memory that you have, a favorite Edward scene that you'd like to share. You know, I really have to say the last one, the last one just Absolutely broke my heart, and it was so heartwarming. You know, I didn't know when I was watching that scene what was going to happen, and um, but oh, it, he just his spirit was there, his soul was there, and it was just Edward. And I love that his last words spoken on the show was "I love you too," because that's how the fans of General Hospital felt about him. You know, they loved him. So, in a way, it was his way of saying goodbye to us, maybe you know, um, and saying that he loves us too, and and. 
I love the thumbs up. I will, that will forever stay with me, that image. And it was wonderful and bittersweet. And it was just, I get kind of choked up just talking about it. But yeah, that one, that one stays with me. And well, it will. don't get too choked up. We have another clip that I was looking through some scenes and this is from earlier this year. It's when Edward learned that Robin had died in an explosion at the hospital. And there are bits and pieces of this clip that I think are very appropriate for this. And we're going to play that in just a second. But before that, I want to thank you, Liz, for calling in and speaking a little bit about your general hospital memories and giving a tribute to John Engel. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Everybody, here is a clip from earlier this year, 2012. And we'll be back after the clip with more of Soap Central Live. Take a listen. Why are you insisting that I sit down? Because there's something you need to know, and I want you to hear it from me before you read it in the paper. Oh, God, what have you done now, Tracy? Has ELQ stock gone south? What? There's been an accident at the hospital. Oh, God. Bad? One fatality. Anyone we know? Robin Scorpio. How? She apparently was trapped in the lab when it exploded. No, damn it. No. I'm sorry, Daddy. Why is it that the bright, meaningful lives are cut short? They, They take the good ones and... And they leave people like Sonny Corinthos here to go ahead and make people miserable and create more chaos. And yet they take Robin. Daddy, you know life isn't fair. Sure the hell isn't. You know, this world needs more people like Robin, and yet they take her. Well, you're... You're with the angels now, my my sweet little Robin, and my Lila. <laughs> and may you forever rest in peace. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. As I mentioned, you never know who's going to drop by here as a guest on Soap Central Live. So our next guest this week is a star of Days of Our Lives who has no doubt by now mastered the memorizing of pages and pages and pages of soap opera scripts. But tonight we'll find out how he does with no script when the live improvised soap Scandal Crest makes its debut. Let's welcome Eric Martzoff to Soap Central Live. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, Eric, how are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for taking some time out before you're getting ready to go on stage here in, in a couple of hours for the big scandal crest. So let's talk about it. What is this improvised soap? It's it's a totally new thing. I know. Every time, every time I keep trying to describe it to people, I, I, I find myself calling it something different because it has so many <laughs> crazy <laughs> attributes. It's a, you know, onstage improvised uh web televised <laughs> show that it's completely off the cuff and it literally has uh, a bunch a bunch of us soap folk for lack of a better term <laughs> uh, who've had a lot of experience cumulatively we have just you know years and years of soap behind us and we figured and as did the great minds at acme that it was time to just kind of just let the leash off this you know crazy dog of soap operas and just put oh, it yeah. on stage and uh, let it let us roll with it, and that's exactly what they're doing. There's a lot of trust in this project because, literally, there is a brief outline. We kind okay. of we know our character names and we know their general background, but with the exception of that, everything else is just completely improvised. So it's, oh, it's wow, crazy scary. I mean, he, Sean Kane and he, he's in the show. He plays my brother. He called me up yesterday. He's like, dude, do you think we should like meet? And talk about what's going to happen, you know, tomorrow night. I'm like, God, you know, maybe we should just just see what happens, you know, because I mean, it's that's just what it is. Well, that was one of the questions that I, I was going to ask. We have of all these folks, and, and Sean was actually on the show last week to talk a little bit about it. But we have uh, Molly Burnett and there are a whole bunch of other people in this. Have you gotten together to talk about anything, or is this really <laughs> just going to put you in a, in the in a box and shake it around and see what happens oh uh, honestly honestly we we had one meeting that lasted about 40 minutes where we all kind of shook hands and got to know one another personally and with the exception of that we had one rehearsal if you can even call it that where we stood on stage and talked about what we thought our character might be and oh, wow. that is it we are literally going to you know the theater tonight we're going to get on stage and pretty much rely on our own ideas of what soaps are and what what you know the the, the humorous aspects of them. And I, I think this stems out of the fact that all of us just we we know there's so much humor behind the genre and then you know what makes it what it is. And you know when you go day in and day out of doing nothing but intense drama, you you kind of want to let loose a little bit. And I mean that's what dry block is for most of our. You know, our shows anyway. We we dry block our scenes before we tape them, and usually we just laugh our butts off at the material and sometimes how ludicrous these situations can be for actual people. And that's where we get the funnies out. Tonight, we're actually going to perform the funny, you know, and just let it be what it is. But I'm I'm so looking forward to this. I mean, I would I would go to this, even if you know I didn't know who was in it. But it's it's just a funny thing to do. Well, it's a good thing that you, again, that you mentioned that you would go to this because fans do have an opportunity to go to this tonight. It's taking place at the Acme Comedy Theater in Hollywood. Tickets start at 10 bucks. So this is a, I mean, this is a, a I want to say a cheap evening, but I mean, it's not an expensive evening and you're going to have a great time. So uh, I would hope that a whole lot of people would sort of jam pack the theater tonight. Well, if, if, yeah, if you have any, any, you know, endearment for soaps whatsoever. You you want to do this. As you said, it's 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 a small price to pay to see some of some of daytime's, you know, coolest cats right now. And you know, you know, other people would stand in line for a long time, you know, to get Sean's or Krista Allen's autograph and it's it's really, really cool that Acme is, is providing this opportunity and the great restaurant right next to the Acme Theater, where I'm sure we're all going to be hanging out. I mean, it's it's really a nice opportunity to not only see a good show, but you know, get to meet some some of the daytime stars. So, and of I would, course, like I said, I would do it. <laughs> well, 
not everybody is going to be able to get to Los Angeles in the next couple of hours if they don't live there. So the good news is that they'll also be able to check it out online at scandalcrest.com. So this Oh my is, god, we have the internet. That's right. <laughs> so this will you could become, you know, viral in a good way, I guess. Yeah, there's there's really no excuse not to see it because you know, we're going to be streaming this thing live. Uh, anyway, and and if you have any questions about it whatsoever, any interest at all, just just visit at you know acme.com and you'll you'll get there. I hope that's right. Is it acme.com? Well, I know for sure that they can get all the information if they go to scandalcrest.com and it'll link them here and it'll link them there and it'll go whatever. And we're going to post that link so as many people can have access to it as possible. How about but, that? We have we haven't even aired our first episode yet. We already have our own website, scandalcrest.com. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody, I think, in, in 2012 has their own website, it seems, at, you know, whether they're that's, real that's or... That's very imagined. true. I'm just trying to make it sound more important than it really is. <laughs> as we approach, I feel like there's a, a clock ticking here. Which would you say that you were more nervous about the first day way back when you were on passions and got that first script that you had to memorize or now knowing that you're about to perform and don't have a script. Oh, that's, that's an easy one. Uh, definitely my first day on the set of passions, because I mean, I won't take too much of your time up, but basically it was the worst trial by fire experience you can think of where I was, I had the love of my life, Teresa Lopez Fitzgerald being killed by lethal injection. And I was my first day as Ethan Winthrop with my head up against the glass watching her die. And that was my first, you know, experience as a soap opera actor. And that was by far the most terrifying day of my life. As far as tonight, it's almost the antithesis. It, I have so much comfort. Actually, I know I've, I've, I've used the word scary and it's, you know, it is a little nerve wracking, but at the same time, I have such comfort in the, in this genre now. And we all do that. We're, we're just excited to see what's going to come out and what we're going to create together on stage as an ensemble, because we find soaps hilarious and they've been our bread and butter for years. And <laughs> it's just time. It's just time to have a little fun with it. And we're all dying to do it. So yeah, two very different experiences. I'm going to do my part to get you ready for the improv part. Uh, before I announced who was actually going to be on the show today and the folks that knew that it was you, I told fans that they could submit questions for one of their favorite soap stars. They didn't know who it was at the time. So I have a couple of questions that may or may not pertain to you and we'll see how you, <laughs> we'll see how you answer them. The first one is easy. Someone from Missouri by the name of Jenna. Wants to know what's it like to be known as a sex symbol? <laughs> uh, I don't think a sex symbol. I don't know if if that means that you you know you've taken your shirt off on television more than a thousand times. And I guess I guess I'm in that category. As far as being a sex symbol, it's hard for a father of twin boys who basically <laughs> spends his day you know whiffering his his floors because his kids have dropped peanut butter all over the place. It, if that's a sex symbol, then, then yeah, I'm him. <laughs> okay, better better a sex symbol than a thimble, because that doesn't yeah that doesn't sound so good. There you uh, go. We have another. This doesn't pertain to you, but we'll give you the opportunity to improv around it. What was it okay. like to play Erica Kane for 41 years? What was it like to play Erica Kane? Well, I'll tell you something. I mean, what a tribute to be able to play that goddess of daytime for all that time. I mean the. The marriages, the divorces, the twists and turns that I took—unbelievable! And I, I just like to give a shout out to to my good friend Eric Martzoff because he just took such good care of my my daughter Liza Huber when they were husband and wife on Passions, and I just I just have the utmost respect for him. And I'm gonna, I'm going to try to get myself out to uh, to see the Acme Comedy Scandal Crest show uh, if I can just convince uh, Helmut to you know get me a ticket to get out there. And it's, by the way, my name's Susan. Uh, that was, they're very nice. See, you not only do you know your your soap history, but of course it all works along. And there was a, a connection there. The last one. All right, brace yourself. Okay. And this Hit will me. be. This is your last one. Do you ever worry that considering some of your recent daytime roles and that of your new web series? That you I'm might sorry. get tight. I'm sorry. Could you could you repeat that again? My stage manager is yelling sure. in my ear. Could you come at me one more time? Sure. 
Is, do you ever worry that considering some of your recent roles in daytime and that in your web series that you might get typecast as a lesbian? As what? A lesbian. A lesbian? Yes. I believe this is a question for Crystal Chappelle. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. I understand. Uh, well, no, because uh, one of the primary responsibilities of, of being an actor is to play pretend. It's pretty similar to what we did when we were kids, when we ran around and said we were cowboys and Indians or Darth Vader or Princess Leia or whatever was your thing. And that, that involves uh, suspending disbelief and becoming different people. So as far as being typecast as something because you portray it well, um, that's not really a worry that most real actors who are serious about what they do have because it's a contradiction in terms. That's our job to be other people. Well, Eric, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out. Obviously, you hear your stage manager in the back, so this is you are live from the set and you're getting ready for Scandal Crest in a little bit. I'm sure that everybody who goes will enjoy it. And uh, we want to wrap up. We're going to want some tweets and whatnot after the fact to see exactly how it went. That would be terrific. Perfect. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. You have a good one. You too. Bye. Again, everybody, Scandal Crest takes place tonight at the Acme Comedy Theater in Hollywood. Tickets start at $10. You can get them online or you can get them at the door. I think if you buy them at the door, they're a couple of dollars more expensive. If you're not in L.A., you can go to ScandalCrest.com to find out how to watch the show online. From my understanding, it's totally free. And if you do get to go in person, you're going to find Chandler Massey will be there. Blake Barris will be there. There's going to be some stars from Days of Our Lives, probably from... Other soaps as well. So you'll want to be at the Acme Comedy Theater in Hollywood. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to come back and talk about the soaps that we've lost in September in the years past. So stay tuned for more of Soap Central Live coming up in just a minute. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. And as I mentioned at the top of the hour, September is uh, sort of a somber month for soap fans because three of our long-running shows came to an end in September. On September 18th, 2009, we saw the last episode of Guiding Light. A year later, almost to the day, September 17th, 2010, As the World Turns, Stopped Turning, 
And almost a year ago today, on September 23rd, 2011, All My Children aired its final episode with the infamous shot in the dark that was never resolved. We're going to take some calls. Uh, we only have a, a little bit of time, so if you want to call in and talk about either of those or uh, any of those soaps, I should say, please give us a call at 866-472-5788. We can share your memories. We can talk about what you think the characters are up to now, anything that you'd like before we close today's show. We do have one caller on the line. We have Kimberly from New York. Kimberly, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, it's good to be on the show again. Um, I loved Guiding Light. I was so sorry to see it go. I wish that, that uh, if they bring back any soaps, it should be that one. How long did you watch Guiding Light? Uh, well, I remember it being on, uh, you know, when I was in preschool, my mom had it on, but I really started watching when I was 12 because it was on every day after school as soon as I got home. And, you know, I'm 35 now, so probably the majority of my life, you know, I absolutely loved it. Now, as we look back, certainly for All My Children is, is probably a better example where uh, the ending was controversial. Guiding Light didn't have really a controversial ending, but some folks, maybe it wasn't what they were expecting, where Josh and Reva drove off together in a car. Looking back, no, which... um, they. I thought that the the fans of that show uh, deserved a lot better than it got because Colin uh, Reva's husband at that time said he was going to kill Edmund. They never showed him kill Edmund. I mean, it just was not what I had wanted it to be. But now the ending for As the World Turns, I thought that was the perfect ending. They wrapped things up where the writers at Guiding Light left it open. So I was very disappointed with that. Well, let's let's talk about the ending of As the World Turns. I think that, you know, for a lot of people, certainly there's never going to be an ending that was good. We don't we didn't want any of these soaps to end. And we'll be doing a tribute, of course, to One Life to Live in January, but we don't want any of our favorite shows to end. For As the World Turns is a little more symbolic than maybe with Guiding Light, where we had the globe and it lit up and turned and that was the last thing that we saw in As the World Turns. You're saying that you didn't like that at all? Um, I liked it better than Guiding Light. I didn't like the ending to Guiding Light. I meant that they wrapped up as the world turns perfectly, whereas on Guiding Light, they left it open. I don't think they resolved anything. Well, let me allow you to flex your creative muscles, Kimberly, and tell me, let's go back to for Josh and Reva for Guiding Light. Where do you think Josh and Reva are today, three years after the show has ended? I would have to say, knowing the Josh and Reva history, they're probably on a remote island somewhere, you know, in an undisclosed location. <laughs> okay. And what about some of the characters in As the World Turns? Where do you think uh, some of your favorites are today, now, two years after the show has ended? Well, Carly and Jack were expecting a baby, so I would imagine they're taking care of that with the other kids. And I'm sure Kim and Bob are happy somewhere, probably taking cruises, enjoying their retirement, you know, things like that. You got me thinking that if they go on a cruise, perhaps one of their spots will be an unmarked island and they can go and meet Josh and Reva somewhere. <laughs> yeah, probably. That would have been a great idea. No, but my mom, my mom's from Germany, and when she first came to this country, the first show she watched was As the World Turns. You know, she came over in 1960, so she was, when I told her it was being canceled, she was very upset about that. As were a lot of people. So, Kimberly, I want to thank you so much for calling in to be a part of the show. Sure, not a problem. Thanks for your call. You're welcome. As I mentioned, everybody, we are marking the end of three soaps that went off the air in September since Kimberly talked about As the World Turns and Guiding Light, and since we're just about three minutes left in the show, I'll do the honors of talking about All My Children. We actually were able to put together two tribute shows for All My Children here on Soap Central Live last year. One of the episodes aired the very day that All My Children went off the air on September 23, 2011, and that show is available in our archives at soapcentral.com slash radio. You can go back and listen to it. The first one, as I mentioned, was uh, interviews that I conducted with the cast of All My Children backstage uh, 
on their final press junket. We sat down and had an opportunity to talk to all of your favorites from Michael E. Knight, uh, Katie McLean, to Rebecca Buttig, Alicia Minshew, uh, Susan Lucci, of course, who Eric Martzoff was, was teasing uh, in the last segment, uh, Walt Willie. Pretty much everybody that was a part of the show was there. So you'll get to hear their thoughts on wrapping up the show. And then the following week, we did a special where we allowed fans the opportunity to call in and share their thoughts on what they were feeling on their first week without All My Children. We are going to be doing more of these special shows to allow fans to talk about the soaps that are no longer with us. It's the best way that we can help keep the memory of these soaps alive and allow fans to have that family. As I mentioned with the John Ingle tribute, one of the things that happens when something sad happens or something that is less than what we would want it to be is that people gather together, people get together and share memories, and we become that soap family that we know that we can be. We put aside the differences where we argue over which couple should be together or which characters we like the most, and we're able to be that one collective voice, the voice that will help keep the soaps that we have on the air, hopefully for many years to come, and maybe in the future, as we've seen with some of the primetime soaps like Dallas, maybe we'll get them back on the air for not just us, but for our children and our grandchildren to be able to have them have a soap that they can cling to and love and share. It's something that, again, that, that brings us all together. So the next time that you're on the Internet and are maybe thinking of posting something that's negative, maybe hit the delete space, hit the backspace, whatever you need to do, and post something that reminds everybody why we love our soaps. Give everyone a reason to want to keep these shows on the air. And with that, I'm going to thank everybody who was a part of today's show, from our callers, from Tammy Lou and Liz, to the two Kimberleys who were part of the show, and of course to Eric Martzoff. Don't forget to watch him weekdays on NBC's Days of Our Lives, and be sure to check him out in Scandal Crest, which premieres tonight for information on how to check out the show either in person, in L.A., or online. Please visit our official website at SoapCentral.com slash radio. While you're there, be sure to check out a list of our archived shows. Every show that we have ever done is archived there, so that you can listen to it on demand. You have the ability to download it to any device, like a tablet computer, an iPod, a mobile device. Maybe you've stood in line for your iPhone 5 and want to do something with it other than make phone calls. Well, you can listen to the show. There's a good $800 worth of your money. You could also stream the show to your desktop computer and listen to it while you surf the web or do work. And, of course, I want to thank everybody who tuned in to listen to today's show. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you'll be spreading the word about Soap Central Live and that you'll come back again next week. We're here every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for another edition of Soap Central Live. <laughs> Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel. (laughs) 